Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Selena Zito was the one who really correctly saw uh, the 2016 um, election of Donald Trump. She's the one who really called it, and I think called it for the right reasons. She's been in and out of Virginia recently and watching the governor's race and talking to the people, not the pundits, talking to the actual people of Virginia. And I want to get a gauge from her on where does she think this election is going in Virginia and what it means? We join her and we take your phone calls about our last segment with Bill O'Reilly coming up. We begin in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, did you see that AT&T is um, uh, holding seminars now telling the white workers that they have to uh, learn about their white privilege? And uh, and confess their privilege. Hmm. Yeah, I happen to think that the people who run AT and T are not high priests, uh, and so I'm not going to confess anything to anyone to keep my job. Uh, you know who my God is? God. Yeah. I mean the usual one too. You know. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to confess to him and I'm going to thank him for all of my privileges, like living in this country, being born when I was born. Um, I know that all of the gifts that he has given me are the reason why I'm sitting here today, uh, along with a little bit of luck. Uh, and I I so appreciate that. And it it humbles me to know that. And so I will go out and serve my fellow man and help others who don't necessarily have all of the advantages that I do. Uh, and that's a pack I make with God, not AT&T. But maybe that's just me. Um, here's the thing. We have to stop doing business with companies that are doing uh, things that we know are wrong. And having all of the employees of AT&T uh, go through some sort of a CRT program where they have to confess their privilege, I'm going to stand up and say that's wrong. Do you have AT&T for cell service? Cancel it today. There is another company out there that doesn't do any of those things, and it's about half the cost. Same great coverage. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972 Patriot. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You know what they're not doing today? Having a guest speaker come in and say how bad white people are. Yeah, yeah. Here's what they are doing. Providing great coverage for everybody. <laughs> wow. What a concept. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them now. 972 Patriot. Switch now. Selena Zito, uh, a friend of mine from way back because uh, I pinpointed her as one of the only honest reporters I had run into in about five years. My first five years of doing national media. And, uh, and here she is on the uh, program. She's a national political reporter for the Washington Examiner. She's a columnist for the New York Post and co-author of the book, The Great Reset. Hi, Selena. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Glenn? I'm very good. Very good. Always good to hear your chippy uh, and chipper attitude. Um, <laughs> so you've been in and out of Virginia. Do you feel you have the finger on the pulse of Virginia like you did in Pennsylvania? in 2016 
Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I was thinking back and went back and looked at my stories from 2009, and I came back in 2009 of August of 2009 and said, oh, Bob McDonald's going to win, win this race. It's not going to be Cray Deeds. And Bob McDonald was the um, the Republican who did win that race. Hmm. Uh, and this was right after Barack Obama had won in 2009. And, and it's sort of the same thing that I detected in 2009 uh, in, in, in midterm elections between 2006 and 2014. Uh, it is a reaction to overreach. So voters, you know, when they send um, when they when they send someone to Washington, um, they're sending Washington a message. And when they voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump narrowly, the message was you're you're giving us a promise to bring things back to normal, to calm things down. And uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, and, you know, uh, that that's what you promised. And that's that was our level. That was the American electorate's a level of expectation. However, when the Democrats took power in Washington, they did the exact same thing they did in 2009. And I will never forget in 2009 saying and seeing that that first Tea Party with Rick Santelli. And I said, oh, the Democrats are completely misreading this. And what they're losing are um, not just Republicans, uh, maybe Republicans who voted for them hesitantly, but were unhappy with Trump's comportment. Uh, but, you know, independent voters, they are losing them um, by the, uh, I, I don't know, bushel fulls doesn't sound like enough. Uh, and But they're also losing uh, Democrat voters as well. And it's all because of overreach. They believed that they were given a mandate. There's no mandate. They barely hold a majority in the House. They do not hold the majority in the Senate. And they, um, they, Biden narrowly won the presidency. So the message was, calm things down, put the brakes on, and what do they do? The exact opposite. They spend like drunken sailors. And I will tell you the first instance where I saw things start to really turn was with Afghanistan. Yes. And while I know the issues in Virginia are local and very specific to Virginia, however, it was the sign of negligence. People say incompetence. Uh, I, w- I would argue if you listen to voters and you ask them the mm-hmm. second and third and fourth question, the answer is always negligence. And so negligence began with Afghanistan. It doesn't mean people didn't want people to leave Afghanistan, but they believe that it should not have been done in the way that it was done. They believe that there is negligence on the border. They believe that there is negligence in um, and what we are doing in the education system with with our children. So that is where it started with Afghanistan and has just sort of snowballed and picked up steam on all these issues that face our communities that impact our daily lives. So that is the negligence thing goes to something I've been quoting recently from JFK, where he said um, uh, a mistake isn't a mistake until you refuse to correct it it's an error and that's the negligence here people are seeing things go wrong and then they won't correct them they they double down on them 
Yeah. And the problem, Glenn, is, is the people that are in the White House and the people that are in on the staff and the people that are on the staff of most of the senators in D.C. And I would argue at times the same with not just Democrats, but with Republicans, is that their experiences have stopped being with people that live in the areas that they represent. They don't know people like you or me. They don't know people who sit in a pew every Sunday, who Mm -hmm. own a gun, who know how to use a gun, who coach their kids' softball team or their soccer team. They they are or or are part of a community neighborhood watch where security is an important thing. They don't know people like them, and they are just like the rest of our cultural curators in academia, in corporations, as what you mentioned with AT and T, like what happened with Major League Baseball, with the All-Star Game and the NFL. These were all um, people that um, that are don't know people like you and me. They don't know their customers or they don't know the people that elected them. I hope you're not getting hit by a dump truck. Um, no, okay. I'm not. Okay. Sorry about um, that. Let me go to, that's okay. Uh, I just want to make sure you were safe. Uh, Terry <laughs> McAuliffe uh, has said some pretty incredible things, but I just I I have such little faith in the process now and for how long you can vote uh, is now it looks like Glenn Youngkin has the momentum. And if it were the old days, like, I don't know, uh, pre 2016, I would believe that Glenn Youngkin was going to win. But now I'm not sure. What do you think is happening Well, if you take a look at the early voting numbers, they're nowhere near what they were in the last two governor's election. And there were uh, Democrats always have an advantage in in early voting numbers. And if you just go by party affiliation, you obviously don't know who they voted for. But if you just go by party affiliation, they're way below their numbers that they were in 2016 and 2020 Mm -hmm. and and in in those years. So that shows a lack of momentum. McCullough's mistake has been the same mistake that the national press. They believe that everything is about Donald Trump. They do not understand sort of the nuance of a voter. A voter can still have voted for Donald Trump, have liked Donald Trump, have not liked Donald Trump. And and this election has nothing to do with him. And and the Democrats are really sort of flailing at, at trying to understand what the narrative is, because their narrative has always been Trumpism. And, 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 and it's been that way since 2015. And they don't know how to get off of that train. And, and that's a problem for them because it means they don't have anything else to offer the voters. Voters are smart enough to understand that. Are you, are you seeing uh, widespread uh, kickback from what's happening in Loudoun County and the school board. Are you seeing, is that, is that motivating a lot of people that maybe would have voted for McAuliffe to come out and, and, uh, and really bring their friends out? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the problem, the mistake that the press has made and the mistake that Democrats have made is the old adage used to be all Demo- all politics is local. And they have decided to make all uh, national politics local, except it didn't work. 
They didn't understand what was happening from the ground up. That's one thing that conservatives have always understood. They've understood grassroots and community issues in a better way that Democrats have in, in, in big elections. And in particular, in off-year, off-presidential elections, whether it's midterms and or an election like we're going to see in New Jersey and Virginia. And by the way, pay attention to New Jersey. That election results are going to surprise a lot of people. The Republican may not win. However, it is going to be a lot closer than a Republican, in theory, has the right to earn in such a deep blue state. I don't see any movement at all from the national party at all um off of some of their things that are just insane with most people and the the uh the polling for these two new three trillion dollar bills is dismal the polling for the president president is the lowest i've seen uh are are they gonna just keep pushing They are because, again, they're surrounded by people that think like them and they think this works. They think this is what matters because the people that they hang out with, that they go to the cocktails parties with and they go to concerts with think the same way. They don't know how to break out of the bubble. I have always said that national parties, both Republican and Democrat, all of their people should like work out of Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't work out of Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. and be more connected to an area that is a swing area, you know, the, the county around around Columbus, Ohio, is very swingy. It goes left, you know, it goes to the left and goes to the right all the time. Live there so you understand what matters to people on a granular level. So, what are you expecting tomorrow? I think Yunkin wins it by about one and one point seven, one point eight percentage points. Could be more, That'd be but huge. I, I'm. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty secure in saying that I would keep an eye on the attorney general's office and keep an eye on that candidate. And I would also watch the House of Delegate races, because if this is a true wave, you're going to see Republicans gain anywhere from one to five seats. If they gain five seats, they're back close to the majority. So, by the way, which they lost 32 of them, those seats in 2017. Selena. God bless you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And you have been right over and over again because you actually listen to the people and not the pundits and stupid people on TV like like me. Uh, well, I would I would love it if people would go to my website. It's just my name, selenazito.com, and they could sign up for my emails. They're free. They're fun. And they're not fattening um, unless I post pictures. <laughs> and um, they can follow all. I mean, my story out of Maryland yesterday would blow people's minds. What's it about? Well, it's just about how far uh, Biden has dropped in blue Maryland, blue Maryland. Well, uh, and so has Van Hollen and Carton. So, you know, it, while I don't think that Maryland's ever going to go blue red again, I do think that is a, a, not an outlier, but an indication of how, how voters feel across the country, not just in Virginia. Hmm. Selena dot com. Thanks, Selena. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Nothing better than runaway inflation barreling down the road at us right before the holidays, right? I mean, exception of also maybe not enough products on the shelf. And and if you just add a lot of people aren't working, then you just think, wow, let's go, Brandon. Right? Right? 
everyone is sounding the alarm right now. Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk. Uh, did you see what? Did you see what Elon Musk said? I will sell all of my stocks. I will sell all of my stocks if you can prove to me how taking money from billionaires and he has a specific amount because that's what the UN came out with. Six billion, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that, that will solve world hunger. Right. I'll sell all of it. And, you know, I mean, he wins. Their, their answer right away was, well, we didn't mean it was solve world hunger. Because <laughs> they know he'd actually do it. <laughs> that's right. He would. That's right. Uh, I don't want to live in a world of insanity anymore, and neither do you. And uh, that's why we should prepare for the gods of the copybook headings to return. Know what I'm saying? Um, Prepare for it. You should too. Gold and silver are the greatest time-tested hedges against this kind of insanity, and I can't urge you strongly enough to make sure that you have a portion of your financial portfolio invested in them. Please give Goldline a call today and see what they can do for you and your future. Goldline currently offering up to 6% free metals included with any qualifying self-directed IRA acquisition. Call today how to use the portion of your IRA, 401k, or other retirement vehicle to acquire physical precious metals. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to go back uh, about a half an hour when we were talking to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was on uh, Friday's episode, and he came out with some things that I thought were really unconstitutional. He came out for um, he's not for vaccine mandates. Um, He believes that everybody should um, uh, have the right. However, when he got into New York and he was talking about the New York police, he said that anybody who doesn't want the vaccine should be forced to wear a mask. And I said, well, masks don't work. And he said, doesn't matter. It's about sending a message. Well, no, no, I'm not willing to send messages and use laws to send messages. Um, and uh, and he, he has bothered several, I mean, a lot of the audience. And I had him on today. Because Bill and I don't agree on a lot of stuff, um, you know, probably probably agree on 80 percent, maybe even a little higher. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And in usually it is about big government that we disagree on. Um, and like I would say that it is the same with me and a libertarian. We agree on probably 80 mm-hmm. percent. And there are those libertarians that are like, I can't talk to him. He's a Nazi. And. No, I'm, I'm not. I agree with you. And you could sway me. Bring me over. Um, and Bill has disagreed with me on a lot of things. For instance, the caliphate. Uh, he disagreed that uh, the, the uh, Obama administration was covered in crawling in Marxists. And they were going to we'll see it with the next Democratic president. But he agrees with George Soros. My, uh, my opinion on George Soros now and what a danger he is. He sees the Marxists in the government. And we sat there and we argued about it for a long time, even though that was very important to me. And I felt when I would get off the air, I would be like, he, I mean, he's not buying into it. But I knew I could plant some seeds in his audience. 
And what we can learn now by arguing with people that we have 80 percent agreement with is because, believe me, now I'm on a mission. How do I convince him? Here's a guy that I agree with 80 percent. We can't cut everybody off that we disagree with if they're 80 percent in agreement with us. Can't. We, we will be left alone. We need to make our tent bigger, but we have to do it in a way to where we are listening to them, seeing what they're thinking. And in this particular case, seeing what people are feeling, that's why I have great concern. And why I asked Bill to come back on. And I told him, Stu will tell you off the air. I said, a lot of listeners are losing their jobs or making big decisions because they have legitimate concerns about the constitution and they will they'll let go of their job and so take it seriously because that's where i am but i haven't lost my job a lot of these people are looking at that prospect we have to look at things with compassion for the other people understand where people are but then understand the people who agree with us 80 percent how can we make in ground with them how can we get them to close the loop you know, he's small government in a lot of places and yet big government here on vaccines. How do we connect the dots and close that loop? Your phone calls next. This is the Glenn Beck program. Well, when it comes to protein bars, I have a I have a place I usually like to keep them. It's a cool, dry place with a lid and there is always plenty of room for those. I mean, except when the garbage bags start piling up and then, you know, and then I have to move them to another place. It's called the dump. Anyway, um, that does not apply to Built Bar. The only thing I put in the trash with Built Bar is the wrapper. Uh, Built Bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein, and they really taste good. It's a revolutionary concept. Something that tastes amazing is healthy for you. Yeah, that's a built bar. They come in amazing flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, which is delicious. Coconut almond, unbelievable. Salted caramel, double chocolate, the same. Cherry barcia, all of these. Build is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check out the website often and get a box 15% off your order right now at Beck15. Go to built.com, promo code Beck15, built.com. Dave Rubin, Stephen Crowder, Jason Whitlock, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, Studios America, and more at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. My new book, The Great Reset, uh, comes out in January. It is really important that you order online right now um, because a reprint is going to take five months to get in so we're really because i'm we're printing this ourselves. we are doing this uh on our own without simon and schuster uh and this is the first time that we have our own imprint mercury inc being the imprint that is running everything uh this is something that um uh what's his name uh on nine o'clock or eight o'clock on Fox, uh, Tucker Carlson said, this is so important that you are able to publish things without everybody else. We need you to 
uh, pick up the Great Reset. It is our first uh, attempt to be able to do that. It'll be in bookstores and everywhere uh, in January. But again, because of the supply breakdown, please order the Great Reset now so you have it in January. An incredibly important book to understand what's coming your way. All right. Last hour, we talked to Bill O'Reilly, who has ruffled a lot of feathers and, in fact, made me go, you're wrong, uh, Bill, big time wrong uh, on this. It all goes down to the vaccine mandates. He is not for mandates, as I understand it. How would you how would you verbalize his position? So he's not for mandates, um, although he would say that the the, public it's it's interesting because he would he would base I think he would describe the Biden approach as not a mandate because what Biden now, again, this is not for uh, he had a lot of caveats on this. He was not saying private sector. He was saying public and he was saying only public interactions. So like police officers. Um, But his point was uh, it's not a mandate because you can basically get tested and wear masks and do a bunch of other things um uh, on the other side so you can get around those uh it's not he keeps coming back to the he keeps coming back to the police and fire and i think he's because he's in a new york frame of mind i think he's thinking labor unions yeah yeah, here's how you broker a deal with the labor unions Mm -hmm. uh let me go to frank in pennsylvania hello frank hey glenn hey um i totally disagree with bill uh on that but (laughs) i'm glad you had yeah i'm glad you had him on though because we shouldn't be shutting people out that disagree with us no matter how much we disagree with them right um and especially people that we are on the same page 80 percent of the time i think it's really important to listen to our friends who are with us 80 percent of the time to see what we're missing to see maybe and not in this case but maybe we're wrong and don't understand something or or use that as an opportunity to figure out the best way to convince our other friends that might disagree with us right and and, and, and just a, a quick point is you know i'm on that that camp you know who's seriously debating on okay what's my exit strategy for my job going to be whenever they you know whenever they implement uh mm. the osha uh policy but having said that even though i'm that you know that makes me particularly sensitive to my disagreement with bill I still I still want to hear the rest of what he has to say or the reason for it, because, again, we cannot turn on each other. We have to, you know, even if we disagree, you know, we have to stick together. Uh, Ten of the sorry, 11 of the 13 colonies strongly were against slavery, slavery. But they stood together with the other two colonies because we'll have to fight that fight later we agree on too much that is too important um and in the end we can win that fight against slavery we have to stand together thanks frank let's go to tony in arizona hello tony hey how you doing glenn good just wanted to let um or actually try to let bill know of some uh, facts that are out there one one uh fact is india a state in india of 241 million people have been declared covid free that's promoted ivermectin, and they do have a very low 5.8 percent of vaccinated population. Hmm. Is it uh, so? It's, is it? It's not ivermectin. It's herd immunity, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they used ivermectin as a prophylactic, and herd immunity would 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 catch up. Okay. I think one of the one of the issues here when you talk about this stuff is if it boils down to who is right about vaccines and who is not. 
then we are not arguing the constitutional principles behind this. Yes. You know, uh, you asked that question about what's the limiting principle to this argument? Why can't they go and use these issues when it's global warming or guns or whatever and, else they call and it? And he a said, well, that's issue. ridiculous. Well, it's not to the people who are currently in the White House. Yeah. That's not re- They've already said that. The CDC is doing research now on the epidemic of shootings mm-hmm. as a health hazard. Yeah. How They'll many railroad times, everything through that. How many times did we during the George Floyd protests hear that racism is a public health issue? Correct. The, the problem here is if your if your limiting principle of your argument is I think the other people's argument is bad. I think ivermectin is better. I think vaccines are actually bad. I think COVID isn't that serious. Well, then it's just a matter of who's in power, right? Yes, who's yes. in power to say the other argument is dumb or not. And that is not a good way to run a country. It's why we have big walls set up with a constitution and a form of government that is that our founders envisioned. Is that So you can't just have whoever's in power just saying, I want X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I think A, B, and C is dumb. And then power switches and we switch that, uh, that structure. You have to have those. That's why personal liberty argument, I think, is much more effective than whether oh, you I think, think so any particular and treatment is good or bad. It's why I think if I were in AT&T today and I was having being called into a meeting where they were going to tell me to confess my whiteness, that is literally happening today in AT&T, uh, I would be saying, I don't confess my whiteness to you. I don't confess my privilege or my sins to any man. I recognize that all that I have, everything that I have, and everything that the earth has comes from God. And I am here to help uh, protect it, maintain it, keep it safe, but yes, also use its resources in the most effective and safest way I possibly can. And I do it with respect not of my fellow man alone, but God and my fellow man only because that's another of God's creatures. And if I want favor from God, if I want to be in line with him, then I should protect his fellow planet and creatures as well. They're him. They're his. My success is his. This show is his. My voice is his. I recognize him. Not you, the guy from HR at AT&T. No, it is against my religion to confess my privilege to you. No. Uh, thanks for your call. Let me go to uh, Katie. Hello, Katie. You're, in the, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Long time fan. Thank you so um, much, Katie. Hey, I agree with your comment that when we agree 80 percent of the time, we, you know, we have to find where we're where we can agree so that we can convince each other on the other 20 percent. Yes. Um, but I think O'Reilly, I listened to him live on Friday and boy, that was a cringe moment. Oh, and I, I love your comeback with the yellow star. <laughs> yes. But uh, you know, I, I can't imagine wanting to shame unvaccinated people by making them wear masks. And I can further can't imagine taking away the paychecks of thousands of first responders because Maybe they were. Maybe they're natural. Maybe they have natural immunity. And yes. Natural immunity has durability. I had COVID in January, and like just as recently as a month ago, I was helping a family that was. They all had COVID, and I was getting their groceries, and I had one of them in the car driving it back and forth places, and I didn't get reinfected. So I know this has got a ten month durability at at minimum. Um, one more thing. I have uh, spent like 500 bucks on two tickets to the Trump O'Reilly history tour at the uh, Dallas venue mm-hmm. and they're requiring masks. And I sent, I sent O'Reilly an email and said, Hey, 
well, at least through his website, so his staff got it. I said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like, I don't think Trump people are going to be down with the mask mandate at the uh, at the O'Reilly uh, Trump history tour. Yeah. And I got a response back that, you know, no, it's not up to us. It's up to the, uh, the venue airlines arena. It, yeah. it, it actually is up to the venue. And it is why I just did something with Mercury One and I did it at uh, the venue I did, the Toyota Music Center. Uh, because they don't require masks from the uh, audience, they do re- they do require them backstage. And so everybody that was inconvenienced were people like me. And I'm like, I don't give a flying crap if I'm wearing a mask <laughs> while I'm standing backstage. I'm taking it off when I get on stage. Makes no sense, but that's their rule. Um, you know, and it is up to each venue. There are some artists that will not do it, but I don't think I don't think Donald Trump is one of those artists, honestly, because Donald Trump is very proud of the vaccine. He's the guy who who got it done. Uh, and he, I think he also believes in masks, not mandates, but he does believe in masks. Yeah, I will say, too, specifically on the American Airlines Center, they I was actually at the Mavs game yesterday and they have a, a, a vaccine mandate and mask mandate throughout the stadium. They have if you're within 15 feet of the court, you have to have a, a proven negative test from the past couple of days. Yeah. However, they're lifting, I believe, almost all of that uh, as of, I think, November 15th. Mm. So I don't remember when the date was for. It was in December. So, yeah, so it so might not, it be, might not be in, in effect, yeah. at least for the I know it was for the Mavs. I think it's all AAC stuff. Uh, let me go to Joelle in Washington. Hi, Joelle. Hi, <laughs> this is bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with uh, with you that um, I didn't uh, agree with uh, O'Reilly's assessment of the mask mandates. Or the vaccine mandate. My right. husband is vaccinated and got COVID and then came home and gave it to me. And I'm not <laughs> vaccinated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, extremely tense and high anxiety level where I live in Washington State. Oh, so I know it. Yeah. God bless you. When are yeah. you moving away from there? Where in Washington State? Eastern or Western Washington? Uh, the dry side of Washington. Okay. All right. And that's gone crazy because that used to be very conservative on that side. Yeah. Yeah. I live in Kennewick. Okay. Benton County. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that's where the nuclear power plant is, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We live just 30 miles from it. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, All right. Thank you. Are they trying to shut that thing down yet? I mean, I know they've always been trying to. Oh, we. Okay sorry we we lost you um they're always trying to, ch- to shut the power plants down they, they've been doing that since i was a kid in seattle and it's like it's the safest form of energy ever ever look it up the f- safest form of energy ever and yet we have to shut it down makes no oh by the way 100 percent green as well All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. There are a lot of people trying to trick you about COVID-19. And I don't mean the government, although I could see why you were going there first. I don't mean the media either, although, again, kind of a good call on that one. Uh, I mean cyber criminals. Everything from phony promises of financial assistance to fake access to vaccines, they've turned this whole thing into a great way to make money, your money. 
And it is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. And LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. And they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. That's uh, way better than it was in the old days where like, hey, sorry, got a problem. <laughs> Good luck with that. Right now, you can join and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. They can't, they can't watch everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Glenn Youngkin is now two points ahead, uh, almost two full points ahead of uh, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, I don't think, knows what's hitting him at this point. Uh, they, they keep doubling down on the, on the parental rights thing. I, I don't think they even understand it. Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. We live, for the first time in, in my lifetime, I agree with people say that say we live in two Americas. Mm. I've never believed that. Yeah. And I this, do now. It's, it's almost literal at this point when you, especially when you consider the COVID stuff, we should play this Bill Maher audio tomorrow. If we get a chance, do we uh, have time? I don't think we have time for it today. Do we have two minutes. See if no. we have, no, we do don't we have, have time it? for it today. No time. Okay. Um, but uh, they, he was saying like, you know, look, the, the, the pandemic's over. And he and he's a guy. He's traveling from state to state to state to state, and he's saying this is the red states are 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 great, Wide and open. the blue states are terrible. Yeah, he said the 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 blue states have almost lost their mind. Yeah, he said it's it's oppressive in the blue states, and that's I think people who travel uh, are the ones who are waking up on on this uh, the fastest because they'll leave a blue state, and I personally I think the Northeast has just lost their mind I, I i really think that that has been so beaten into their heads that they're afraid of other states and people coming in without masks they truly are afraid yeah um and where the people from california that i have seen at least are coming in and going wow really i mean everything's open you guys are like this is weird they do they find it very strange they find it and strange. uncomfortable yeah and that uh, but that- not uncomfortable like i think new yorkers find it New Yorkers find it like this is irresponsible. This is horrible. Where I think Californians, at least the ones that I've you know seen and met, and and many of them quasi liberal, uh, you know, wouldn't vote for Trump and probably voted for Biden because of Trump, but not because of Biden. You know, those kind of people. Um, they were. They've all been saying, "I this is this is the way it should be." Mm-hmm. This is crazy and in it's, California. It's ridiculous at this point. Ridiculous. And I think you know. Look, I think. McAuliffe is paying a price for that in Virginia, uh, along with the the, the education stuff. You know, predict it, which is a uh, a mar- market where you can buy. Yeah, a, you know, a single, this a is share. money where your mouth is. Yeah, put, buy a share in the prediction of what's going to happen. A month ago, had Terry McAuliffe at eighty percent chance to win. 
uh, now is at a 48% chance to win. Wow. Where Youngkin is actually, for the first time in the last couple of days, has crossed over to the, be the favorite. Now, the how will markets. that affect? I'd like you to look at the polls tonight and, yep. and from the polls the last few weeks and tell me how you think that is going to be affected because of weeks and weeks and weeks of early voting. Early voting. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, part of this. I don't understand people who early vote that early because there's so much stuff that can happen that you should go, well, no, wait, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe it's just me. All right. We will see you tomorrow back here. Great show. Thank you so much for listening. You missed any? Get our podcast. It's the Glenn Beck Program.